Welcome to the Broadband Bunch, a podcast about broadband and how it impacts all of us. Join us to learn about the state of the industry and the latest innovations and trends. Connect with the thought leaders, pioneers, and policymakers helping to shape your future through broadband. Join us on Facebook at The Broadband Bunch and see the latest episodes, news, and photos. The Broadband Bunch, as always, sponsored by ETI Software. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of The Broadband Bunch. I'm Craig Corbin. Thanks so much for being with us today. To say that the past six months have brought about phenomenal change and upheaval in virtually all aspects of our lives would quite obviously be an understatement. Global pandemics tend to do just that. One aspect of doing business which has been directly impacted is that of trade shows, summits, and conventions. Gone for the time being are traditional on-site, in-person events along the hallmark of many industries. And while many gatherings have been canceled altogether, others have turned to technology for a way around the challenges of maintaining health and safety amid the ongoing COVID-19 battle. One such gathering has long been a must-attend event in the world of communications and fiber broadband, the Broadband Communities Summit, this year to be held in a virtual format. Joining me today to talk about the BBC Summit 2020, the CEO of Broadband Communities, Barbara DeGarmo, along with Vice President, Publisher, and Conference Director for Broadband Communities, Nancy McCain. And prior to assuming the role of CEO, Barbara had a lengthy career in journalism, including Family Circle Magazine, Star, The New York Post, and Daily News. In addition to serving as publisher of Broadband Communities Magazine, Nancy oversees both the operational and sales side of the annual summit, along with economic development events. She has more than three decades of experience in publishing and producing national and international trade shows. Barbara, Nancy, welcome to the Broadband Bunch. Thank you, Craig. We're delighted to be here. Absolutely. Thank you. You bet. And you know, when we talk about the, the summit, It has uh, really been the premier meeting place for high-speed network builders, uh, deployers, and system operators for a long time, and uh, it is just a a phenomenal part of everyone's calendar. This year, things are very different. Before we get into that, though, if I could ask for those who might not be familiar with broadband communities in general, uh, Barbara, if you would give an overview. Okay, so we have a magazine that comes out seven times a year, and we have two trade shows. The big one is our summit, and uh, then we have a smaller one, usually in the fall, which this year we won't be having, uh, that covers economic broadband and economic development. So we're all about... um, building broadband in communities. Uh, And your community could be your own home, it can be your town, it can be your multi-family dwelling unit, and we try to cover all of those. So we're about, um, you know, uh, marketing, managing, building, planning, um, and monetizing broadband, high-speed broadband networks in all those communities. The logistics for any trade show, any summit, any convention 
are substantial, uh, even in normal circumstances, uh, transitioning uh, to a virtual format obviously was something that uh, was a first-time consideration for broadband communities. Talk about the process of going through the decision-making on not having it in person and going virtual. Well, that was, a, that was a big process. I think Barbara and myself probably set in to maybe seven to 10 virtual platforms making that final decision. We knew it was happening. We were tr- planning for a hybrid, but of course now it's just a virtual. Uh, it was, I felt like I was back in college having to relearn everything and, uh, and trying to, uh, to transform that live event into a platform that would be easily accessible by our exhibitors, our sponsors, and our attendees. So we're very happy with the one we settled with, and um, they've been working with us hand in hand and um, and getting everything set up. Uh, we are working hand in hand with our sponsors, making sure they are well represented, as well as the other exhibitors. Uh, I think it'll be an easy flow to uh, once per- a person arrives at our event to. Be able to find this way around and be able to be, be able to enjoy an event as they would a live event. We won't have our parties like we, we usually host, which are we already known for, uh, but we'll have a, a very uh, great event with some pretty high end content. But the whole transition from live to, to virtual, it's been a hard one, but we're, we're quick learners and um, it's it, it is just what everyone else in this uh, trade show business is having to do. It's sure. just, there's no way to not go go towards the light as far as this virtual event. Exactly. And while we're on that particular topic, uh, I believe that the platform that uh, is being used is VFairs. I uh, did check out their website and it looked to be uh, extremely uh, amazing just from their website. Uh, great virtual lobbies, uh, interactive spaces, and it should enable uh, all the attendees to navigate in a very uh, visually rich environment, very mobile-friendly, customizable, very interactive. And I know that was part of what you were looking for, to make it as, as easy to use as it could possibly be. That's correct. That's correct. Um uh- the, the 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 different platforms they filled up pretty quickly with everyone being forced to go virtual, uh, you know, and so we try to stay uh, as close as we can to our original dates, but that didn't happen. So we had our we had to move it to August, but we we needed to be respectful for our partnering associations, such as the Fiber uh, Broadband Association and the National Multifamily Housing Council. They have events coming up soon, and so uh, we. We made that decision to stick with our September dates. That's the soonest that a lot of them can, could have even hosted us because the uh, they got booked pretty quickly. But uh, we're happy with it. We have there's very the VFairs platform is very user friendly. Very uh, we're going to be there working the information booth. We're going to have a live video for uh, to, to, with simple instructions on how to maneuver around uh, the platform. We're just going to make it very easy for someone to be able to join us and not get lost and be able to find its way around. And of course, the dates for this year's summit, the 22nd through the 24th of September, the theme, Fiber, Building a Gigabit World, and things will kick off on the morning 
of the 22nd, uh, Barbara, with your official welcome. And uh, I know that uh, you're already looking forward to that. Right. We're trying, I mean, a lot of the program will be familiar to the people who have attended in the past. We usually open up uh, with sort of a kind of uh, overall view of what's been happening, and that's going to happen this year. It's uh, an interesting panel that I think is being recorded right now as we're within the next hour as we're speaking. and then we like to have a great community session, which highlights uh, what you know why we all want to live in a gigabit world. Some really spectacular uh, properties, uh, and that's uh, recorded already. So, and then we usually have uh, a real overview of our multi-dwelling unit track. Our And uh, this year, we're very excited to have partnered on that with the NMHC, the National Multi-Housing Council. And uh, they're going to be putting on a very lively uh, discussion that sort of like hits on. The first day is going to hit on the key points uh, for multi-dwelling MDU units and, and businesses. And then as the session goes on, they'll have more longer ones. Um... We've been trying, it's been an interesting experience because, first of all, way last uh, February, it was like, oh my God, in March, are we going to have to change from April in Houston? And it became obvious, of course, we are. And then it looked like we could do it in Houston in August, was the best date that our uh, hotel could accommodate us. And, you know, we had our fingers crossed for that. And then, uh oh, it's not going to happen there either. And then it was, well, I mean, when it was August in Houston, it was, we were trying to do hybrid for those people that didn't want to travel uh, and live at the same time. Well, that's not going to happen. So now we're all virtual. Um, uh, we're trying to make uh, lemonade as much as we can. Uh, and, <laughs> I like and that. Keep our spirits up, yay! I mean, and, and I, I think I was saying that uh, before that uh, when we were talking that some of the of the things um, will actually be better, especially for our sponsors and exhibitors, and in, in in their ability to really keep close track of exactly who was there. Uh, who was in each session, who visited their booths, rather than just collecting business cards, they all have, you know, the information from, uh, uh, you know, uh, the the digital information of everybody that came. Uh, we're trying to make it as uh, interactive as possible. And uh, it's just, it's been an interesting experience. Uh, we're looking forward to it. No doubt. And Nancy, you had a thought just a moment ago? No, it was just a, com- uh, a comical, it's like a, uh, 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 God does have a sense of humor. The week that we were going to have it in August in Houston, we had two hurricanes in the Gulf here. And so it's just like, oh, wow. Sending a message. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Oh, my goodness. Before Stick we to go, your virtual plan. That's right. Before we go on to some of the other tracks, I do want to, to go back. You made mention of the, uh, the uh, MDU, the multi-housing. Uh, track something very familiar with spent a lot of time in that uh, sector of the industry and i know that um, one of the panelists that uh, is from mile stomping grounds my uh, original home in western north carolina uh, the Kalasaja 
group that uh, has done a phenomenal job uh, in association with Balsam West. Uh, those two organizations uh, represented as panelists very early in the day on day one uh, right. in your they're, great communities. They're actually in our great community session, and they are a great community. Right. And it's kind of like uh, you know, you would like you would everybody would love to retire and live there. <laughs> and for those of us, especially who grew up in the South and always were sent as kids to summer camp in the mountains of North Carolina, yes. uh, this is this is like that, uh, complete with uh, I think it's an Arnold Palmer designed golf course. And Absolutely. All the stories you hear about how difficult it is to get any kind of broadband reception in the west, in the mountains, in the rural areas. Well, they weren't going to take no for an answer, the Homeowners Association there. And uh, when they first approached Balsam West, because they they did have a fiber line running right outside the the um, the community, the uh, gates of the community. Uh, but they only serve business clients. So they went through a bunch of iterations with different um, uh, uh, ISPs that would service them um, and they th- that would service them as a, as a residential uh, group and couldn't get anybody that they really liked. And by the time, uh, you know, that by that time, two or three years had gone past. And Balsam West said, hey, we'll do your residential. We're expanding. And uh, so it was just like uh, where there's a will. We always love the where there's a will, there's a way uh, stories. And they are a great um, a great community that that is definitely in that uh, bailiwick. No doubt. This is the Broadband Bunch. We're visiting with the CEO of Broadband Communities, Barbara DeGarmo, along with Nancy McCain, the Vice President, Publisher, and Conference Director for that organization. Uh, many uh, avenues to pursue uh, information. Uh, we've talked about the multifamily track, the uh, great communities. You've got the Editor's Choice track, the Economic Development track, and one that I'm particularly interested in, the Rural Broadband track, because the bridging that digital divide is front and center with everybody today. Uh, if you could talk about that. Right. It's going to be very, I mean, if there's anything we've learned from uh, from the last six months, it's that uh, broadband, a good high-speed broadband connection is not some kind of luxury. It is a necessity. And more and more communities talk about it in terms of it's like electricity or water um, or even our telephone service. And you wouldn't, you couldn't conceive of living in a community that didn't, or in a house that didn't have electricity. Well, if your children, if you're trying to work from home and your children are being homeschooled, I mean, not not homeschooled necessarily by your choice, but because that's the only way they're going to get any kind of schooling. Sure. Um, it is a necessity. And uh, so we no longer feel like we have to convince people that this is a good idea. They know it's a good idea. And now we're just trying to uh, show them in our sessions uh, communities that have been able to um, how they've done it, how they their various there are a number of different financing uh, sessions. Um, There's government financing. There's uh, 
there's also, uh, you know, state and local financing. There is more and more incidences of people that are that are partnering up. So they've got public-private, they've got private-private groups, uh, they've got electric co-ops that are um, wiring their communities because they already have electric wires into the houses. Um, and there are electric and telco companies that are com- combining forces and all of that, uh, along with the things like telehealth and distance learning and working from home uh, are all going to be covered uh, in our different um, sessions. So exciting. Nancy, we talked uh, earlier in the conversation about the decision-making process uh, going virtual. Uh, I do want to congratulate you. We've, we've talked uh, in part uh, sort of in passing about the fact that uh, many of the presentations will have been pre-recorded, and that is a wonderful choice to have them in the can and ready to go so you don't worry about technical issues in a live setting. Uh, talk, though, about the logistics involved with getting every piece in the right part of the puzzle. Well, it's just called organization and being, <laughs> having great organizational skills. I am. I, we are blessed to have a great staff. Uh, Denise Argyll and Carrie Thomas uh, have been taking this by the horn. We've been very, just turnkey, setting up pre-conference calls with all the panelists and the moderators, getting everyone prepped to know exactly what's going to happen, get everyone on the same page as far as the perfect time to schedule these uh, pre-recordings, and they're getting done. They're getting done um, perfectly. Of course, we ran, we have run into some technical issues that, you know, thank God we weren't uh, live because, you know, we just, I just reviewed one and there was no sound. So we have to re, re upload it and stuff. So, but we've got it. And so I just would uh, be devastated should that happen in a live uh, setting. But uh, so we're about 90, 98% of the, these sessions are, are, are going to be recorded. Uh, many, will be recorded the week before the event just because the timeliness of, of certain topics. Sure. And so, and we're, we're planning ahead for those. We know those are going to be, you know, our last minute ones, but they're going to come together and uh, we'll get them together. So we have a couple that are going to be live. Um, and so uh, we, we're not too terrified. We wish they were pre-recorded, but that's okay. Uh, I'd rather have, Two that are live and not 50. And so, uh, <laughs> so uh, it's, it's going well. Uh, the, the speakers, have, what I've seen so far, fantastic, fantastic sessions. And I can't wait for our, for our attendees to be able to view these, uh, these uh, sessions. Everyone's doing a, fanat- a fantastic job. Absolutely. And again, that uh, summit coming up the 22nd through the 24th, Fiber building a gigabit world. If there are any of our listeners that have not uh, taken the time to get registered, what is the best way that they can make that happen? Uh, visit our website, uh, bbcmag.com, boy, boy, Charles, mag, like magazine.com. Click on the summit icon and there you will see the full detailed agenda and instructions on how to get yourself registered. We're right now it's it's uh it's four fifty for full pass three fifty for public officials, um, and we've got offers out there. So if 
if anything you want to see those special offers, uh, also subscribe to Broadband Communities Magazine and you'll automatically be uh, privy to those special offers we give to our readership. Absolutely. And uh, I can vouch for the fact that this is truly uh, one of the premier events of the year and uh, very much am looking forward to uh, this year's virtual event. Uh, Granted, it will be uh, different, but this entire year has been different. And so (laughs) that's the way it's going to work. And uh, we just look forward to, to making the absolute best of it. You know, as we uh, begin to wrap up today, I know that uh, obviously there are many uh, important trends coming in uh, the world of communications and broadband and uh, getting people connected. Uh, would you agree that uh, this perhaps might be uh, one of the few silver linings in dealing with a global pandemic is uh, sort of the white hot spotlight that's been put on the fact that Barbara, to your point earlier in the conversation, that uh, long gone are the days when connectivity to the internet are considered a luxury. It is essential that everyone be connected. Uh, And perhaps this is the uh, impetus to get everyone moving in the same direction to make that a reality. Your thoughts on that, Uh, Barbara, you first. Um, You know, definitely. I think you see it. There's money there. There had been already a considerable amount of money that was being provided uh, that to uh, the, the Federal Communications Commission has auctions going on. The Agriculture Department uh, ha- gives uh, grants for uh, rural broadband as well. Uh, but now there's just more. There's more money now, and there are things that are in the past part of the problem with the. Uh, with telehealth uh, was uh, getting doctors reimbursed. And it is now, they are now being reimbursed under Medicare. They're being reimbursed under Medicaid. They're being reimbursed under insurance uh, companies. So this has become a a normal thing. And uh, so you don't, I mean, so that's going to make a huge transformation in the way we visit our doctors um, education is being a uh, huge transformation in the way we get our kids uh, schooled. Uh, it's it uh, it is a definitely a silver lining going on here. Absolutely, and Nancy, from your perspective, uh, just pretty much uh, mimicking what Barbara said. She she summarized it perfectly for in regards to how we uh, we see things. Awesome. Well, I'd say just can't um, uh, wait for the Broadband Community Summit 2020 coming up uh, just around the corner, September 22nd through the 24th in a virtual format for the first time ever. And it should be fantastic. Um, I think that quite honestly, uh, you might find some of the attendees that that will wind up preferring the (laughs) the virtual format and being able to to get to more things perhaps than uh, than they have been previously. But uh, Thank you so much, both Barbara and Nancy, for your time today. Uh, Wish you the absolute best with the upcoming event. Uh, It's been a great visit. And now both of you are officially members of the Broadband Bunch. Oh, good. (laughs) Wonderful. Thanks, Craig. You know, Craig, I wanted to say one more thing, too, is that uh, 
sometimes there's more than one track going on at the same time. And it might be that you wanted to participate in both, uh, you know, something that was going on in the MDU track and something that was going on in the rural development track. Uh, This way, the, the, one of the benefits of the virtual is too, is that uh, these are all available. You don't have to be there at the exact time that the session is going on. They'll be available and they'll be available. All the, everything will be available for two months, for the two months after the summit itself is over. So uh, make sure right. all you have to do is get yourself registered and you have all of that available to you. Right. Absolutely. Well, what a tremendous value. Uh, on that. That is a great point. I'm so glad that you mentioned that because that is a uh, tremendous uh, advantage being able to access all of the content uh, when you might have had a conflict in the scheduling uh, for something that you were uh, were, uh, were viewing and listening to. So that's fantastic. Again, Barbara and Nancy, thank you so much for your time today. Can't wait for the summit uh, coming up uh, just around the corner. And uh, we we greatly look forward to another visit down the line uh, to find out uh, what new is going to be happening with broadband communities. Thank you so much, Craig. Thanks, Craig. Absolutely. That's going to wrap up this edition of the Broadband Bunch. On behalf of everyone, I'm Craig Corbin. Thanks for letting us be a part of your day. We'll see you next time right here on the Broadband Bunch.